Support for Switched On Pop comes from VibeCheck. If you need more of my friend Sam Sanders in your life, then you'll want to check out his new pod called VibeCheck. Each week, Sam and his two best friends, writer Saeed Jones and journalist and producer Zach Stafford, make sense of what's going on in the news and culture, from foreign policy to how to heal from a breakup. Every Wednesday, they check the vibe of what's going on in the world and how it all feels. It's like your favorite group chat come to life. Listen to and follow Vibe Check wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Switched on Pop. I'm songwriter Charlie Harding. And I'm musicologist Nate Sloan. Today, Nate, we have a musical malady. Our friend, Rob Bonstein, who's been a longtime friend of the show, brought to us another friend who had a musical issue that needed solving. Okay. And it goes extremely deep, and I need your ear. Whoa. All right. I'm intrigued. Let's jump right in. Hi. My name is Daniel Armbruster. I'm the lead singer of Hit alternative rock group joy wave so you have some sort of wild theory about alt rock is that right yes i don't know what to what to call it it's unique to alternative music this is not a hundred percent true but i would say it feels like 60 percent true that like any song that goes like top 10 at radio or like number one does this thing where it's like do 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 like anything of do 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 it has that somewhere in the song, like in the chorus. It's like a quote-unquote catchy melody. And I, we have songs that do that occasionally too. And in noticing that, I have also noticed that basically any song that we do that in uh, gets chosen as a single or performs better than than other songs, which is horrifying because like, you know, as an artist, I'm like chasing a feeling or a message or something. Um, I don't like to apply math to it. So... A good example of it would be uh, Young the Giant's song Superposition, huh. which went to number one like a couple months ago. And the singer Samir is a good friend of mine. And he he was really surprised that the song went to number one. He's like, I'm not, I'm not sure why that's the song. And I'm listening back to it. And it has that moment in the chorus of like, do, 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 do. I'm like, oh my God, I think that like, it's literally a prerequisite at this point where it's, I don't know if it's subconscious in programming directors' brains or something that when they hear that, they're just like, oh yeah, this is catchy or, or something like that. Wow. Okay. So do you know, so that happens in the chorus of Superposition? Wait, I want to, I want to pull that up and listen to that real quick. It was just really quick. Yeah. Wait, let me do it one more time. Let me do it one more time. So it's, it's <gasps> in the middle of that one. Yep. And so that that I think is like actually like an okay use of it, but there's some songs, dude, that like just bash it, where it's like there's like this Cold War Kids song. I think it's called like first maybe and the chorus is literally it's like the whole thing and that also was like a smash hit for them okay let me hear this 
And then the song And uh, Run by Sir Sly. And that one went to number one also. So to me, it's like really becoming a a thing and it's almost like a a cheat code to like alternative success is there a way that it's used like does it typically occur in a certain place like how are you identifying its usage (laughs) uh because i hear it and i like roll my eyes at this point especially when it's like in a, a big song but like uh our song tongues does it which is our biggest song wait let me hear that that part yep and does it always happen in like is it always sort of staccato and fast in that sort of way or or can people do it in long ways like uh the sir sly one was was uh half the speed but like the same intervals is the timing always sort of the same like even though it's half speed they're all consistent uh they're all the same uh rhythm right yeah 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 yeah, it's usually not like, da, 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 you know, like it's usually, they're all like even lengths usually. Oh, interesting. On one hand, this could be like something which is so derivative in all of music that it's nothing in particular, like there's nothing particularly interesting about it. But you say you're identifying it more frequently and with a specific genre of music. Is that right? Yeah, I, I mean, I think so. And do you listen broadly outside of your genre yes and i hear it way less um in in other things but what uh, it could be uh complete nothingness it's just uh something that i have felt like is very common in like the choruses of alternative songs i guess what would you call this uh i i don't know the the alt squiggle (laughs) (laughs) but i Mm. i think that that cohort kids chorus is probably the the best example of it right this is a really worthy investigation and i feel like at this point i need to go and consult with nate my fellow musicologist and go do some deep listening maybe your ear is just sort of trained to hear this melody i'm not sure it's it's entirely possible i mean like i said knowing that our song tongues which is our like best streaming song uses it probably makes me overly sensitive to it in the way that like people who drive yellow cars notice when other people drive yellow cars you know it could be totally nothing i'm gonna go talk to nate and report back to you to see what we find (laughs) cool sounds good to me the alternative squiggle or the big (laughs) nothing entirely possible (laughs) is it the alternative squiggle or is it the big nothing that's what we're investigating (laughs) love it what do you think to keep this, you know, medical metaphor going, uh, we have to do some diagnostic tests and see whether this is, in fact, an actual musical malady or not an instance of musical uh, hypochondria. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I thought we, what we should do is try to figure out first, like, what is this melody? See what it derives from. Right. I think we could maybe even look into some science around it. And I think what we have to do is definitely a lot of listening and see, are we hearing it? And is it happening in a preponderance of... Of, of songs on the alt charts. Okay. So, first, what is this thing? 
It's a motif, maybe, would yeah. be a good description. What What is the arc of this motif? The contour is, uh, it goes up and then down. Yeah. Is that is that satisfactory? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's go to the joy wave and see if we can figure out what this melody okay, is. Okay, great. So let's start here. Patient zero. First of all, that's a catchy number. It is a nice song. I like that. So I, I guess we're hearing this melody that goes da 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 da. Yeah. So it's a five note motive. Yes. That goes up and then back down. Yes. And it uses the notes of the pentatonic scale. Yes. What's that? Oh, okay. We're gonna go there. We're going there. Okay. So so hit pause for a second. <laughs> yeah. In our diagnosis. Yeah. And let's talk about the scale from which this motive is drawn yes the pentatonic scale okay that's well we have a clue to the nature of the scale right in the title right yes penta from the greek for five very good charles so this is a five note scale and it's like kind of one of the most elemental scales we we use it's 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 smaller than the conventional major or minor scale, which tend which which have seven notes. So it's like a little more compact. It, it's a scale that you find like in every culture around the world. It it, it transcends uh, geography and time. It's kind of this amazing folk tradition that you'll that you'll encounter from Asia to the U.S. To South America. It is like a powerful human scale. I think we need to hear it. Let's do it. Yeah. Beautiful. There it is. I've never played a F sharp pentatonic scale on the piano before. Oh, you're natural. That was great. So this is just everywhere. Yeah. Absolutely. This is, like we said, you know, part of all folk traditions, or, or many, I should be more specific. And, you know, if you listen to the pop charts, you're going to hear pentatonic scale over and over and over again. So might we have a case where it's like, my finger hurts and I think I have, like, I'm dying and I have to go to the ER, but actually it's just, like pain that everybody feels, to use our medical metaphor? Like, is this thing just so common that perhaps... There's nothing here. It's possible, but okay. let's say let's 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 continue let's to continue. examine. Yeah. Okay, so we're in the pentatonic scale. It's this thing which is in every musical culture, more or less. Yeah. And you said let's describe the contour one more time. So we'll go from the first note uh, up to the second note of the scale, and then back down to the first note, and then further down. So we're kind of going around the horn now to the fifth note of the scale, and then down to the fourth note of the scale. And then back up to the fifth, and then back up to the first note again. Yeah. Okay. So that's what it is. It's pentatonic, ubiquitous. Yeah. And it has a particular contour. And I wanted to figure out, like, is there anything about this sound that perhaps makes it perform well? Mm. Right? Before we even go off and listen in other places, like, is this in and of itself sticky? So I consulted a psychologist. Oh, nice. Cool. I'm, I'm very curious what you discovered. Okay. So Dr. Kelly Jakubowski from Durham University published a piece in Psychology of Aesthetics, Creativity, and Art. Love that journal. 
called Dissecting an Earworm, Melodic Features and Song Popularity Predict Involuntary Musical Imagery. Whoa. Came out in 2017. Cool. And here's what she found. Songs that were earworms had more or less four characteristics, as my reading goes. Mm. First, faster songs, more likely to be earworms. Huh. Okay. So like okay. upbeat wow. songs. Yeah. You know, we're not, we're, you know, it's harder to make a ballad, it sounds like, to be a true earworm. Second is that the melody has to be generic and easy to remember, mm -hmm. but it should have some kind of unique characteristic that sets it apart from other songs. And here's what she says. So these musically sticky songs seem to have quite a fast tempo along with a common melodic shape and universal and unusual intervals or repetitions like we can hear in the opening riff of Smoke on the Water by Deep Purple. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm. 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 I'm with her. Or in the chorus of "Bad Romance" by Lady Gaga. Yeah. Okay. So we've got faster songs generic, easy-to-remember melody with maybe something interesting about it. And she goes into a little bit more detail. This is the third characteristic. It's the melodic contour. She says that songs are stickier when the first phrase rises in pitch and the second falls, as in something like Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. Right? Oh come back down or she says like in a song like moves like jagger some kind of arc shape yes and usually that there ought to be in there maybe an unusual interval structure an unexpected leap perhaps that gives it some sort of characteristic identity which i think we can hear in something like moves like jagger mm. it's a big jump at one point the last characteristic of a earworm is exposure. And basically, the more exposure to earworms that you have, i.e. you might be a musician, right. the more likely you are to get earworms. <laughs> yeah, that makes it sound like a, <laughs> like a communicable disease. Um, okay, great. So I'm hearing, uh, working backwards, exposure. Yep. Uh, some kind of melody that goes up and returns back down, uh, unusual intervals, and what was the first one again? Fast tempo. Fast tempo. Yeah, that all, and I, so that in all the, checks out. In the case of the Joy Wave song, if we take these criteria, let's go down. Fast tempo, faster song? Yeah. Check. Got right. a nice brisk, uh, con brio tempo to it, yeah. Generic and easy to remember melody. Yeah, yeah. It's, right. it's already in my head. And it's a, the pentatonic scale. It's a thing which is universally ubiquitous. Melodic contour? Mm, not quite. I mean, it's not yeah, twinkle, twinkle. Right. I think if we take that idea and we were to sort of consolidate it, we could say that this phrase does have a up and then down movement, right? Right. Just doing this. Up. Down. Yeah, it's different. What connects Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and moves like Jagger is that they start on one note, go up past that note, and then return back down to that original note. That's true. This yeah. song goes up and then goes below its original note. Yeah, and I would say that perhaps this is, an, this is not an up phrase and then a down phrase. It's sort of like a quick single motif. 
Sure. Yeah. So it's like, uh, okay, so we're a little if you're on here. Mm-hmm. And then here's the tough thing for Dan. Exposure. He's a musician. Perhaps he's sort of more predisposed to hear this thing, that which might be just ubiquitous amongst all music because it's the pentatonic scale, or mm. maybe there's something there. When we come back from a quick break, we're going to listen a little more deeply and see whether or not there is a real malady. Cool. This is exciting. Support for Switched on Pop comes from Vibe Check. If you were an Intuit fan and you are missing Sam Sanders, then have no fear. He's back with another great pod called Vibe Check. Each week, Sam and his two best friends, writer Saeed Jones and journalist and producer Zach Stafford, make sense of what's going on in the news and culture. From Elon Musk and foreign policy to how to heal from a breakup to Usher's Super Bowl halftime show, they check the vibe of what's going on in the world and how it all feels. They're currently doing a series called Hey Sis, where they're highlighting the compelling stories of black women and their achievements. They're being joined by special guests Regina King, Audie Cornish, Raquel Willis, and more. Vibe Check is your favorite group chat come to life. You can join the Weekly Kiki every Wednesday. Listen to and follow Vibe Check wherever you get your podcasts. Can't believe Sam made me say Kiki. Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane back to reality. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Before we do this. Yeah. You identified that perhaps that this motif that Joywave have identified yeah. is not always the same uh, in the tracks that were brought to us. Well, I think the biggest outlier in this respect is the first one, actually, by Young the Giant. Okay. That seems to be the most distinctly different from the from the rest of them. Okay, so this is complicated. It's a different motif but it's the same arc right it's different notes but it's making the same arc ah uh, it's a little bit different isn't it it's a, it's yeah it's, it's quite a bit different sim, yeah yeah but it has this like starts on a note goes up and then it rise goes down but then it rises up one more time right before making that sort of final descent yeah where i think the melody before was more like Mm-hmm. With different notes. With different notes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, okay, yeah. Okay, so this is definitely a different melodic motive. Okay. But it is interesting. I don't want to, you yeah, know, I'm know not, yeah, we're yeah. not sending no Dan shame. and Joe, Joy Wave, you know, away. Uh, it's because this might be interesting to think about why one would hear that as being of the same, akin to these other uh, motives. And probably that has to do with the fact that we're still using the pentatonic scale. Ah, okay. So even though this is a different melody that starts on a different note of the scale and has a slightly different contour, it's still drawn from the same five-note cloth as all the other ones. Huh, okay. I'm still sort of uncertain in any sort of particular diagnosis here because I think we can't know if this is a viral effect amongst Mm. the alternative charts in the way that he says, unless we do some further listening. The best way to test this theory is just to go to the Billboard alternative chart, listen down, and see what we hear. Great. First song 
is Chlorine by 21 Pilots. Sipping on straight chlorine, let the vibe slide over me. This beat is a chemical, it is a chemical. When I leave, don't say my seat. I'll be back. You hear any, uh, any hint of it? Negative. Okay. I don't know why I had marked that I heard. That motive, da 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 da. Yeah, that's drawn from the pentatonic scale as well. Okay, and there is, and it goes down and up. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm feeling very uncomfortable here. I don't, okay. I don't. Yeah, I think yeah. we're, you know, we might be in danger Reaching. of yeah. betraying the musicological equivalent of the Hippocratic Oath if we <laughs> say that these are things are exactly alike. Okay, so let's go to the next song. Great. Let's go to the Black Keys Low High. What do you hear? This is drawn from a close cousin of the pentatonic scale, which is the blues scale, which is like the pentatonic plus this extra funky blue note, mm. uh, an extra note between the third and fourth notes of the pentatonic scale that gives it that that kind of tension and and dirty, like funky yeah. feeling. All right. Nothing there. No, Not quite. No. How about Long Shot by Catfish and the Bottleman? There might be some overlap here. There's a da, 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 da. That's that pentatonic insipid is there for sure. Yeah, a little yeah. bit, right? Okay, okay. okay. That, that we're, we're warmer now. Yeah, one for uh, four <laughs> on the alternative charts. <laughs> I listened to High Hopes by Panic at the Disco. I didn't really hear it. Yeah, a song called Hurt by Oliver Tree. I didn't really hear it there. I didn't really hear it in Bad Liar by Imagine Dragons. I wanted to go back and just like get it, make sure I had it in my ear. Okay. And, and Dan did give us one other song in which to uh, to find this this little motif. I belong with you. You belong with me in my sweet. The, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is interesting. This Lumineers melody in the chorus, at least. Yeah. Da 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 da. Yeah. Is the same as the Young the Giant melody. But it's not the same as the Joy Wave motive. Uh, okay. so a pentatonic sound that goes up and then down but using different scale degrees yeah i mean it's it's very similar to the young the giant motive but it's different from the other ones huh this disease is mutating I mean, I I don't want to step back and you know pronounce a, a firm diagnosis, but I'm, my suspicion here is that what's happening is that you know within the ubiquity of the pentatonic scale, these these phrases do kind of blur together in a certain yeah. way, where they start to resemble one another. The same way that if you know if everyone's wearing a, a slightly different shade of you know 
purple or something, you're just like you start to think, oh my god, everyone's wearing the same shirt or something. <laughs> That's a, I don't I'm not necessarily going to stand by that analogy, but yeah. you know, I I think this is mistaking a general property of popular music for a specific uh, you know kernel of melody that that reappears again and again. So, given what we've looked at so far, do you feel like you have a diagnosis? I feel like we can, yes, we can We can make a, a diagnosis. Okay, let's call Daniel. Hey, Daniel. Hi, Daniel. Nate here. Hey, what's going on? What is going on, Nate? Well, I think, I, I, this is kind of crazy. I feel like I'm, like, giving a, a patient a diagnosis or something. It's like, uh, are you are you sitting down? Like, are you ready to, to hear what we have to say? <laughs> yeah, my, my life is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we just had a really fun uh, session kind of breaking down your your uh, hypothesis that the alternative charts are all uh, kind of drawing from the same melodic well at this moment. And I think w- what we concluded was like there's definitely a lot of truth to what you're hearing, but that it might not be that all these songs are using the same exact musical motive, but maybe we're thinking that it's what's going on is that all these songs are drawing from the the pentatonic scale one of the most sort of elemental popular kind of earwormy scales that you can use um so so you know between the like the young the giant motive is slightly different from your joy wave motive in terms of its melodic content it it has a we were talking about like how it, maybe there's the same contour of going up and down but Ultimately, what maybe connects them more than the exact notes is the fact that they're both drawn from the pentatonic scale, which is like, if I wonder if we could rephrase your 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 hypothesis to be like, if you want to hit on the alternative charts, use the pentatonic scale. Yeah, pentatonic is so hot right now. Everyone's it's talking about so it. So hot. <laughs> it's on everyone's lips. <laughs> and- so how are you feeling uh, on on hearing this this news? Are you relieved disappointed confused what's going through your head uh i i just, just like intrigued i guess because yeah. i mean as, as i described uh uh to charlie in our initial conversation i am certainly not an expert like i'm a guy who's figured out what what works for me and my vision and what i want to say and uh a lot of other types of music or like uh other things remain mysteries to me. So I, I, I kind of like that as opposed to, uh, you know, trying to know everything about everything in, in music. So, uh, but the, the fact that like, you know, all, a lot of these songs are like drawing from uh, a pentatonic scale is, is interesting and, and makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So it sounds like things are alive and well in the alternative charts that we don't have to be worried about some sort of larger conspiracy happening, some major malady, but rather, uh, some sort of actually sort of beautiful universal melody that just continues to persist from what the ancient Greeks all the way to today. <laughs> that I mean, that's that's good to hear. You know, <laughs> we can all rest easy. Uh, yeah, I thought there was like a shadow organization kind of running things, so it's a it's a relief that that's not happening. We have yet to identify, or Spectre. that you're part of it. <laughs> Ooh, it just got deep. We would, we wouldn't, we wouldn't tell you if we were. So. <laughs> I know yeah. that's kind of what I'm, what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think we should go, Nate. I, I think he's he knows too much. <laughs> he's, on, he's on to destroy all all traces.
Well, uh, we're glad to report that everything is going to be okay. Yeah, and this was, you know, I'll, I'll say this is just a really fun investigation for us. So thank you for bringing it to our attention. No, it was, it was great. I mean, I got to hire private investigators that I didn't have to pay <laughs> to look into uh, a, a hunch I had. So uh, this this was really fun. Thank you guys for doing it. Any final conclusions, Dr. Sloan? I'm feeling like this was a this was an enjoyable ride. You know, maybe not the 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 blockbuster Illuminati you know shakedown we we were hoping for initially, but yeah, I think I think I've learned about the mechanics of songwriting in 2019 and the sort of so that's something very new and then something very ancient, the universal and, and sort of timeless truth of the pentatonic scale is the catchiest scale that one can use and you know if we didn't just look at the alternative charts but looked at any charts i'm sure we would hear it all over those as well i i feel like i'm getting from this that oftentimes when we hear things that we love repeated somewhere else it can be easy to think oh oh that was maybe taken In reality, there's a lot of stuff which is just common practice, and that's the beautiful thing about music is that we we are brought together by it because of our familiarity with something. Even when a pop song is novel, it's just released, it usually is referencing and citing all sorts of things we know, whether those are harmonic, melodic, timbral, generic, and that's part of what we love about it as well. And so I think when those moments occur to us, which are like, is that coming from that other thing? It can mm. be exciting to maybe explore other music, and frequently it's not something that, um, I don't know, I'm really, frankly, that worried about because I think it's just part of music. Indeed. Can we also put out a call to anyone listening to share their own musical maladies with oh, yeah. us and, and we'll, we'll, we'll give them the same treatment? Let's keep doing it. All right. Switched on Pop is produced by me, Charlie Harding. And me, Nate Sloan. We're a Vox Media production. We are edited, mixed, and mastered by Brandon McFarland. Woo! What's up, Brandon? Our community manager is Sarah Terry. Our executive producers are Nishat Kurwat and Allison Rocky. You can find more episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts, and you can always reach us on Twitter, uh, Instagram, the other things, too. We'll be back again in another week. And until then, thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening. Support for Switched On Pop comes from VibeCheck. If you need more of my friend Sam Sanders in your life, then you'll want to check out his new pod called VibeCheck. Each week, Sam and his two best friends, writer Saeed Jones and journalist and producer Zach Stafford, make sense of what's going on in the news and culture, from foreign policy to how to heal from a breakup. Every Wednesday, they check the vibe of what's going on in the world and how it all feels. It's like your favorite group chat come to life. Listen to and follow Vibe Check wherever you get your podcasts.